Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine on this Sunday morning. Thank you so much for being here. And with us this week, Maria Guardiola. She is a community organizer and vaccine equity coordinator for the Colorado Cross Disability Coalition. Good morning, Maria. Good morning. Well, first off, explain to me, what is the Colorado Cross Disability Coalition? Well, I would describe it as that we're the primary organization in Colorado advocating for disability rights. So, you know, we want to advocate for social justice for people with all kinds of disabilities, not just the visual ones. Um, and, yeah, I mean, our motto is nothing about us without us. So what we're trying to do is to get all people with disabilities and their allies to be, you know, the number one person um, advocating for their health care, both, you know, individually and also when it comes to making any changes for people with disabilities, we want to be heard. And explain what is classified as a disability. Well, I mean, you know, we can use the ADA definition, which basically says that um, a person with a disability is a person who has any physical or mental, mental impairment that substantially limits one or more um, major life activities. Um, and so it can be, you know, people who have a record of having that impairment, not necessarily currently have it. Um, you know, people who may not have a disability but are regarded to have a disability. So, I mean, it's really why there's obviously, you know, legal and medical definitions that can get complicated. But basically, you know, anything that affects, um, you know, your your daily life and makes it challenging. So, you know, that can be a mental illness. Mm -hmm. You know, that can be having to do with a wheelchair. Um, It could be a temporary disability. Um, you know, it can be things like anxiety and depression, which people don't usually think of as a disability, but 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 it is. I have to admit, I'd never thought about mental health issues being classified in the in the disability realm. And I think most people don't, but 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 I but I do. And you know, our organization is here to assist people with that too, um, because you know, people people again think of disability again. It's you know, people on you know using a wheelchair which you know we, we definitely advocate for those folks but you know it's also people with invisible disabilities you know i, I myself i'm on the spectrum and i found out at 25 and mm-hmm. i mean that's that's a disability and it's you know nobody can see it well you know maybe when i when i uh first approach people in a social situation but other than that you know talk to me a little bit about the type of advocacy the colorado cross disability coalition is doing right now so we do i mean two major types of advocacy so there's individual advocacy and that's you know just like helping members to correct a problem like you know getting a benefit or a service or you know doing a medicaid appeal um you know let's say they have an issue with a landlord who's not respecting their ada rights you know that in terms of like having a service dog there um, and, you know, in that program, we have both um, legal and non-legal, advoca- and non-legal advocates because there, there are issues that can sort of be, like, easily fixed, like a Medicaid appeal. And there are some issues that take, you know, bigger litigation. And we mm-hmm. do have, like, pending litigation and litigation we've won in terms of ADA um, rights not being respected. And so mm-hmm. that becomes bigger. Um, and I guess, you know, that initially falls into the umbrella of, like, individual advocacy, which is, you know, for people. And then we have systemic advocacy, which, you know, I think is, Really cool, you know, and, and that goes back to our whole motto of nothing, you know, nothing about us without us, where we are supposed to be, you know, um, directly involved in making change. So, I mean, this goes into changing policy mm-hmm. and implementing policy, yeah, you know, to advocating for new legislation that benefits us and also in that implementation of the policy. So, you know, for example, like in 96, we left the way in the Consumer Directed Attendance Support, um, you know, CDIS pilot program. And, you know, that changed things radically for people with disabilities because they were able to bypass, uh, you know, bypass, um, what is it called, like the home health and personal care agencies. Mm-hmm. And they were able to directly, you know, hire their care through a fiscal management service. So it gave them just a lot more freedom 
And I mean, there's like a countless list of the way that we've been involved um, in just making those changes and then assisting and implementing them. What are some of the ADA rights that maybe people are not familiar with that they have? Well, I mean, you know, the ADA goes into how you, you know, like what rights you have in public and private spaces. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's things like in employment, you know, that people are not allowed to ask about. There's accommodations that, you know, like you are entitled to having. There's issues with discrimination, you know, that um, that that the ADA addresses directly. Um, There's issues just with accessibility, you know, like basic um, basic things about, you know, getting into a space, you know, things like ramps and stuff like that you think of, sure. but also, you know, not just that accessibility, not physical accessibility, but, you know, even like online accessibility um, in terms of having like um, pages that can be read with screen readers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it has to do, you know, simply with people being able to access their communities. I was going to say, and I was wondering, you being on the spectrum and for people that maybe are on the autism spectrum, um, what kind of what kind of disabilities, are, how is that protected, I guess is a better way to, to phrase it, by the ADA and what you may need for accommodations? Well, I mean, you know, to be honest with you, I am, I was diagnosed at 25. Um, and so I generally don't require a whole lot of accommodations. But let's say, let's say that we're talking about my son who, you know, who, who has more sort of a visible um, disability when it comes to being on a spectrum. Um, the first thing I can think of is, you know, um, employment. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe he needs extended deadlines for stuff. Maybe he needs to be in like a sensory friendly space. You know, like there's um, there's different things that he might need to succeed to be able to, like, you know, be function in mm-hmm. in a in a workplace. And those things are covered under under the ADA. It's not you know, it's not just like, well, you know, here's a ramp. But I mean, there's things that come to like scheduling um, that might help. Like, let's say that he has a hard time working like eight hours straight. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he might be able to ask for an accommodation to take that in shifts or, you know, to be able to maybe like work from home um, for things that are appropriate, things like that. Okay, so let's say someone is needing some accommodations through the ADA. They're not getting them. Where does the Colorado Cross Disability Coalition step in? We have, as you know, as mentioned with individual individual advocacy, we have both um, legal and non-legal advocates. So, you know, what they would do is they can go online, you know, at ccdconline.org and um, go to the contact form, and they are able to fill that out. Um, they can also call us at 303-839-1775, and I'd be happy to provide um, these, um, the, you know, this contact info, um, it, you know, you, you all post online or, or whatever it might be. But, yeah, I mean, they would basically just let us know what the, pro, what the problem is, and they'd be referred to one of our advocates, and if the issue is bigger, then, you know, we can send them to our legal program. Your phone cut out a little bit there, so give me that website and that phone number again. The website is um, ccdconline.org, and then they would go to the contact page. All right, perfect. And, and the phone number again? It is 303-839-1775. All right, and let's talk about something a little more specific, because I know assessments right now are changing for Medicaid. How are you helping with that? Well, I mean, we were involved in that change. Like, so it's one of the well, first, you know, that's one of the examples of how we get involved in legislative and um, policy advocate, advocacy. So, I mean, what used to happen, you know, is that people with intellectual and developmental disabilities um, were assessed in a way that was kind of arbitrary. It was, you know, like, depends on your community center board. It really is a whole lot of, you know, up to just, like, the discretion of um, of your case manager. People in different areas get many more benefits than in other areas. But the way that we, you know, we, we basically wrote a white paper we and, you know, wrote that outlined 
you know, what the issues all are and what other alternatives we could use. And then we participate in a, uh, in a work group and revise the whole assessment for all long-term services and supports. And that led to new legislation and a new, more equitable assessment. Okay. Which is now, like, just rolling out. So, you know, we were there. We can train you. Um, and we're actually, like, offering presentations uh, for people to kind of understand, you know, what's going on. And if you want to become an advocate, you know, or ambassador uh, to under, you know, to understand, you know, advocacy at large, but also this particular system, we, we offer that. Okay, and if someone's interested in that training, how does that work? Well, I mean, one thing um, that's happening is we actually have our uh, our advocacy program that's just launching, and today's actually the closing day. I wish we, we would have done it a little bit earlier, but and I know you guys reached out to me, and we've just been, you know, incredibly busy, but there is an advocacy program um, that we have, and if you go to ccdconline.org, um, and then go to training, you can register for that. Okay. Um, and and um, that'll, you know, help you. And also you can email our volunteer um, email. So that's cvolunteer at ccdconline.org. And when we get, like, uh, volunteer inquiries, you know, we can refer to, like, further, you know, just to that training or, you know, see how we can get you involved. Um, and we can always use people who want to help with a new assessment. Okay. So, yeah, if you want to just email us, too, and be like, hey, we want to learn more about this and be an ambassador and an advocate, you know, we'll fit you in there. And I know part of your job title, Maria, is the Vaccine Equity Coordinator. What does that mean? Well, I mean, it means that, as always, when, you know, it comes to any health policy, any health, you know, implementation, it tends to be very inequitable um, all around. You know, it tends to, you know, mostly serve um, people who are wealthier and wealthier areas who are able-bodied. So um, we began this this project just just last year, um, where basically Colorado government got all these organizations involved as trusted messengers to roll out the vaccine, and we got involved. And we you know we actually received two grants, and those grants were basically designed so that we could get people to get vaccinated and address the inequities that they face. So like you know we focus mostly on people with disabilities, but also. Um, people who, who um, experience other barriers, like immigrant communities and such. So um, there are issues, for instance, like with a blind community who were trying to register online, but those those uh, pages were not were not accessible. Mm. You know, so they couldn't even register for them. Um, or you know, they were like drive through clinics. Well, you know, these folks don't drive. So like looking to bridge those gaps. And so you know, we we um, partner with people uh, with well with with other organizations and you know start running clinics. So that people with those barriers could get there, or you know, we started like talking to CDPHE about what those inequities were. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we went into different um, areas throughout the state, and you know, again, like use people who were already there on the ground and supported their efforts. We try to, you know, um, give incentives. We try to like facilitate taco trucks, you know, so people would like show up. We try, you know, we um, we listened to what they needed in terms of like what what the accessibility issues were. So like if there were transportation barriers, all that stuff. So, I mean, in short, it, our, our job, like many wonderful organizations throughout Colorado, um, was to just help to bridge those gaps. I was going to ask you what your biggest hurdle was in that role as the vaccine equity coordinator, because it sounds like it it's a bigger problem than maybe a lot of people had thought. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it's a different barrier for every group. I mean, with disabled folks, I think one of the bigger ones was, you know, just scheduling online was difficult. You know, another issue was that, you know, maybe uh, at first glance, it doesn't look inequitable. You know, it's like, okay, well, they, they, they put out these, these clinics like everywhere, but there's not a big thought of what 
challenges people have. So again, like nobody thought of blindfold folks mm-hmm. whenever they rolled this out. I mean, that was a huge challenge. One of the first things that happened was that, you know, when I was looking for resources as a, you know, brand new vaccine equity coordinator, I called the equity task force and we're part of the equity task force. And, you know, we were, uh, a message was relayed to us that disabilities was not part of equity. The task force was mainly um, concerned with racial and socioeconomic equity. And sure, that's, that's major, but mm-hmm. disabilities community is also a part of equity. And actually, you know, black and brown folks have a lot more disability happening. And our disabled folks tend to be like ridiculously um, underpaid and unemployed, um, lack access in, you know, in comparison to, to white counterparts. So, you know, in and of itself, it's an equity issue. But also, if you look at it from the lens of, of, of race. Right. Um, and and stat- and socioeconomic status. So, I mean, that's been that's a barrier that the disability community has always faced. We were also helping to roll out to other vulnerable populations like the immigrant population. Um, you know, a big barrier um, for them was that they could not get time off either for their vaccine or if they got side effects. I mean, right. a lot of these folks can't afford to take two days off work because they can get fired or, you know, or, or they can um, just lose two days of income which leaves them in an impossible situation. So that was a huge issue, you know, just reaching people who are in these different circumstances. Yeah, I was going to say, how does it compare now with what you're seeing to a year ago? Well, I mean, one thing that um, as an optimist, you know, I think I've noticed, and and I will say that, you know, this is with a caveat that there's a lot of improvement needed. But I do applaud to, to an extent the government of Colorado listening to small organizations. They knew that they couldn't just get in there and just like vaccinate people because people didn't trust, you know, like mm-hmm. people often have skepticism and suspicion and all that. So um, what does look better is that we have better communication with, a, you know, with, with the Colorado Department of Health. Um, and that's not just, you know, CCDC, but that's other small grassroots organizations. So I see the communication as being better. I see us as, um, you know, being regarded with more respect in terms of our interactions and our experience. Um, I do see that there, you know, there are just amazing people who are just on the ground vaccinating folks, trying to bridge those gaps Mm -hmm. and bringing that information back to CDPHG. So, I mean, like I have been harping, you know. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, it's not everything it needs to be, but I do feel more heard. Good. Um, about some of these issues. So, yeah, I mean, I think there is some, you know, some improvement, some fertile ground. Well, Maria, thank you so much for being here. I sure appreciate your time. That's Maria Guardiola, the community organizer and vaccine equity coordinator for the Colorado Cross Disability Coalition. And for more information on them, just visit the radio station's website. You can also always share this podcast on your social media site. Go out, have a blessed day and be kind to everyone.